1: All right. Welcome to Black Girl from Eugene. This is Aisha Elliott. I am simulcasting on KEPW 97.3 local radio station. Shout out, shout out. Um, today is, oh shoot, what is today? Sunday the 30th. May 30th? Am I mm-hmm. right? Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm right, y'all. May 30th. I literally, on Saturday, was wondering why someone hadn't delivered something, and people were like, it's Saturday. And I was like, it's Saturday? It literally was a whole brand new... I, I, had, I thought it was Thursday. That's how, many, that's how many days off I was.
0: But anyway... That's what wh- happens when you're on vacation, or I- you're in... I mean, don't even need to be on vacation when you're in Hawaii. You just lose track of time. You
1: just lose track of time. So welcome to my show, everyone. This is live on Facebook. I am recording audio, um, and I have my... Wonderful, special, esteemed guest with me, Ian Waller. Uh, (laughs) And I want to say right now, I want to say what we're going to do immediately because people have been giving me this like, you know, a lot of pointers about how I should introduce my show, (laughs) which I appreciate. But the one that I really appreciate is that I should probably say what I'm doing (laughs) at the beginning, which I think makes a lot of sense. So I'm just going to go ahead and go with that. And what we are going to do is introduce your podcast yet again, because you have been on my podcast before, but I, I want to bring back my, my special guests and you're one of them and your podcast, the power of ideas is so well done and is so informative and it's so like, I don't know how to say it. it's, it's much more like put together than my podcast is. And so I want to give you a shout out. You said
0: it, you said it, I I didn't say it. you said it. <laughs>
1: and I recorded it. What was I thinking? <laughs> okay, So... so introducing the a podcast the power of ideas um you ian waller also known as kubla i know you don't want to but there no, it is Is there okay and Hell astro yeah. guru are we going there the
0: guru we're gonna reveal the nicknames yeah. you remember what yours was from yesterday wait
1: wait <laughs> Universe juice. Universe juice. <laughs> my my, my astro name is Universe Juice. I'm the, yeah. I'm the, I'm the woo woo guru. and yeah. You're the
0: Universe Juice. I that's feel right. like this can be a thing forever now.
1: I think it's I think it's amazing. <laughs> I'm thinking I think of we the need tattoo. to start a group. <laughs> yeah. Start a group. Now and also also known as my little brother. All right. So that's I think yeah. the most <clears throat> excuse me important title for me. Anyway, um, power of ideas. Before we do get started, though, I want to give a shout out um, to the fact that tomorrow is Memorial Day, and if I would have thought this out a little bit further, we probably would have been talking about that, but um, I think it's important to say, though, that the inception of Memorial Day, because, you know, we're talking about blackness on my show and just, like, living in the world and being who we are, and I think it's important, and I don't know that a lot of people know, that the inception of Memorial Day was actually a, a slave do you know this about in 1865 no. you don't know okay so in 1865 memorial day was started by former slaves on may 1st in charleston south carolina um so there was like 260 dead soldiers from the war and um uh union soldiers who were like buried like in a mass grave they're just kind of like thrown out there and kind of buried so, um, and they were buried, these union soldiers were buried in a Confederate prison camp, like just like mass grave, put the union soldiers in there. Anyway, these former slaves, um, went and dug up these bodies, right. And it took them two weeks to actually give them uh, a proper burial cere- uh, ceremony. And they did it. And, and, um, so they, they undug all these bodies and it took them two weeks to do it, and they gave them all proper burial, uh, a proper burial as gratitude for their freedom, and it was like conceptualized in this this march of like ten thousand people and twenty five hundred children actually led the march, and they sang and they celebrated for like di- like a couple days, and it was that was like the first Memorial Day, and since then wow. they had celebrated it since then. Oh. So yeah, so people don't. Actually, understand it. This was actually oh. super appropriated, but this was like actually. I like,
0: mean, that was the thought that I was having. For right? sure. Like, and then and then who took it over and made it something completely different, and now it is that because of what you know.
1: And now, and black folks don't even know that this is something yet again. That this is our, this is this is our ish. We did this. this is another cer- a ceremony that we have we have celebrated and created and given. So I just wanted to get that quick shout out. I know we could have like a super long conversation about appropriation, and I and I should like technically start doing that kind of stuff, talk about appropriation more. Um, but appropriation, like it just pisses me off. And it's, and it's so, um, I don't know. Like I, when I think about it, like, it's just, it's so it, to me, it's very clut, cut and clear, but then you start to get into all this really like privileged conversation that that requires way too much tact for me you know what i'm saying like it requires a lot of tact because i just want to smack a fool upside the head and just be like what are you talking about right now like this is you know something that's
0: interesting like for for me uh you know like the 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 work that i do as a sociologist is like i really have started to dig into the history of you know things that we think that we take for granted now like right, right so you know we'll probably talk about the fact that like what i study is astrology is a social phenomenon and then i looked at like what are the historical roots of perceptions about astrology right now and it's always like bizarre it's like wild um and revelatory to like discover where they the, where they started and like the narrative that's been told about them now right right and it can make you insane to, to like find out things and be like and find out that the story you're being told is actually a a complete fiction. I mean, sometimes it's not a complete fiction, but it's like... So, like, are are we being lied to about Memorial Day now? No, we're just not acknowledging the thing that you just said, right? Right. And that is... That's like a form of omission. That's like a form of lying in in
1: one way. Look, we could... Okay, look, mm. let's just jump into this power of idea. Okay, let me understand this real quick. (laughs) Because honestly, like, what you just said is really interesting to me because the whole idea of lying by omission... Um, is like when you t- when we talk about appropriation, right. And it's like what you were just saying, like, okay, tell, tell everyone before we get started, before I do this, what you're, you're studying your PhD through, uh, um, UC Santa Barbara, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, tell us about your, your, um, about your work real quick just like you said just the title of what you're doing and then i'm gonna get into that what you're studying with this idea of omission i feel like okay i just want to asterisk that when people go omission is kind of still lying omission is straight up lying like i don't understand why people like want to asterisk that if you didn't tell what was going on that shit is a lie okay i'm sorry keep going (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about I I think was it on it was on my podcast where we had a conversation where I was saying I would like to have a whole conversation about astrology and lying because I think that each sign lies differently and I think me and you actually kind of disagree on this. I don't necessarily think that um you That omission is lying all the time (laughs) sometimes you can leave things out um and and it's and it benefits people and 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 then i i think that everyone does this just like i think everyone lies you know so if people are like yo i always tell the truth like no you don't don't lie you know what i mean like that's a lie in itself you (laughs) definitely don't always tell the truth nobody does um but I but I like that conversation, and we can have that conversation for sure. <laughs> so
1: um, so yeah, when I,
0: I go to I get my PhD in uh, in sociology from University of California, Santa Barbara. I just finished uh, like the halfway point, so I finished my master's degree um, where I studied astrology as a social phenomenon. That's still what I study. Basically, I study culture and stigma. So I look at but I look at like what and I and belief. So belief systems essentially. But I do that through astrology. So I look at how people what do people think about astrology what do they like it do they hate it do they feel what kind of way do they feel about it and then i'm and now i'm going to be looking a little bit more at how people within the astrology community talk about astrology feel about people outside of the astrology community and and how it's being talked about and also like you know there's a kind of feeling that it's growing in popularity and um and wh- what do people inside of the community feel about that and it's just a way of looking at um yeah at culture but also like stigmatized forms of of belief which are kind of everything depending on your perspective. Um yeah, so I don't I mean and you know this I know a lot about astrology as a practice too so like, you know, if you're a Taurus, would you act like this or if the if the moon is in Gemini, what does that mean? And I so I I look, I know a lot about that, but that's not my that's not my uh, as as a sociologist, that's not what I look at, but obviously that's how I got into it. yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think that's amazing. I, I remember when you first got into it because you were—you were astrology was like your driving point. I thought that the way that I saw what you were saying, but I—I I still want to get back to that idea that omission is not lying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in the context, so like we could talk about that too, like um, in the context of Memorial Day, right? I think it's kind yes. of important. So, you know. W- Everything. So I it, actually. So I always. I also have a master's degree in education from the University of Washington, and I studied story. I actually like my, my thesis was, uh, why do teachers tell personal stories in the classroom? And so I went. I studied story a lot. And my, my personal perspective is that everything is a story. We craft narratives so that we can better understand the world because you can't tell all the details of the entire. even your life but certainly not america or like the universe um you can't do it it's impossible so we construct these narratives and you have to leave things out and you have to you know but but what you choose to leave out um sometimes can be very specific and in the context of memorial day in america often what we leave out is um intentional right we leave out you know, that was the whole purpose of um, the People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn, right? He, he said, you know, it's like, let's tell mm-hmm. the story of America through the eyes of the indigenous people and of the brown folk and everybody that's left out of the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. So now we have a narrative about Memorial Day that's basically all about the military. But really, um, I mean, it's, and it is about the military, but what are the origins of it? Who were the people that started this? Like, why are we not talking about that? Why is right. that not part of the story?
1: <clears throat> and the truth of it is, is that if we really want to talk about the military, those troops... Uh, were in that, in that division of the, of the states was that those troops were not honored in any way because of what they stood for. Um, And that was the government against the government. Right. So, I mean, like we, and the people brought that together and made and brought it together. And not only the people, but the people who were not even considered people at that time. So I always look, you know how I am. I'm always looking at the, in between of the gray of like, what was the I'm a behaviorist I'm like, what was the feeling? what was the behavior? what was the cognitive di- the cognitive distance and the cognitive um, what brought that what brought that thought together and then I think about even on a soul level like I think about just the souls and the trauma of slaved people to have the the capacity for compassion in the space in that way coming from a space of struggle in that way, and then you talk about people of privilege to to toss aside people's bodies into these you know it's just like that that into these shallow graves um because of what because of the opposition right not because of it was such a tied, emotional tie to to something other than what it actually really was it wasn't really about you know this military thing it really was about it's just kind of like the way that i think about it now it's just kind of like the way that we that we look at um the how we look at race and how we look at relationships and it becomes like these people who are extremists just disconnect like the humanity out of all of it, and it just becomes this this like personal personal quest of it just because a personal identity almost. Like people who aren't thinking about like the presidency, but they're thinking about Trump. They're right. They're like they think they didn't think about you know um, Nazis. They thought about they thought about Hitler. Like it was like this. I don't even know how I'm trying to explain this, but it was like this this phenomenon of just like. What is that? Like, what? I mean, I'm trying to describe it. I want everyone to know that it's like seven o'clock in the morning in Hawaii right now and my brain will be warm. (laughs) It will warm up by time this podcast ends. So,
0: (laughs) so, I mean, I think that I don't, I don't know. um, I think that it's so what I often tell my students, when I'm talking about this and actually how I felt about it as I was like getting, uh, more familiar with sociology is that, um, you know, everything is incredibly complicated. Right. And so it's, and so it's, in one way it's kind of okay to not, not know, but in, but also once you do know there's kind of no excuse to not to like ignore it again. Um, and so I think Mm -hmm. that like, you know, in the context of, um, maybe Memorial day and like what's being left out, I mean, you know, so like for example, uh america is, is full of these narratives and what is always being left out of these narratives is always just like very interesting right especially to black folk and you know people of color in america we're always like why are you not telling this part of the story you know i mean it's it's a, uh, I mean you like even the fact that like civil rights so thinking about memorial day like the civil rights movement um in part what has to do with the the fervor around it and the momentum as it gained steam had to do with the fact that black folks and people of color were going to fight for them for uh, america in vietnam and then came home and were treated worse than they were treated when they were in vietnam right and then so you have what am i fighting for and you were and, and you and there's, you kind of give us this belief that we're supposed to be uh, you know all men are created equal all people are created equal and i'm gonna have these rights when i come back but that is obviously not true and so when you say you that you believe in um the troops and you believe in our military and these are the things that americans value um and then i come home after serving my country and i'm not treated as an equal right. well you know so then you have to kind of wrestle with the hypocrisy of america um and you know and then there's another question about who's not doing that wrestling uh, who's not doing that um Who's not looking at that honestly, uh, right? So. But
1: that's the part where the omission comes in for me because at there, at some point there there is there there is a line of reality, right? And I believe that when you omit history that way or you do not tell the full story, um, like th- it doesn't obviously give the whole the whole reality of the situation. Like, and I don't even remember the quote or who who quoted it at this time right now, but it was just like. You know, you look at and I say this all the time in my in my classes, it's like when you look at history and you look at it from the victor, right? It looks like amazing triumphs. But if you look at it from the people who were already there, the black and brown people, it wasn't a, a day of a. Apo- it was a years of apocalypse. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. like if we're looking at it from the other view, it, t- it makes the whole situation look a little different depending on you look at how dynamic you're looking at it. So when and to me, like on a more personal level and you can even take it bigger when you omit something. Because you are trying to p- paint a picture of a reality that that's more about you than the actual factual thing and not allowing the other people or the other person or the, 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 the droves of people to take the whole reality and make what it means to them in their whole in their way. It's almost like telling other people what you believe they need to know, which to me is, is, is omitting the participation of the conversation. It's not a conversation at that point because it's almost like I'm going to protect myself. And not say this part because i, I, I don 't really want to hear what you got to say about that part, but i 'm going to let mm-hmm. you do this part because that 's what 's most comfortable for me, and that in white supremacist culture makes sense because if you didn 't omit if you omitted the, the violence or you omitted this this like i mean the way that the i mean the Union soldiers were treated, you omit that that it was it was uh, former slaves that created this respectful burial for people who were fighting on their behalf. If you omit that you, you have to in order to hold the lie of white supremacist culture you have to. And so to me that that is is manipulation at its highest form because we here we are now what like you know 200 years later or something and
0: Yeah. So years- I actually agree but I but I'll, I'll but I'll this is kind of a
1: Do your thing little like brother. A, do your thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a little bit of
0: this is something that like, you know, an academic would do. And so like I agree with you but I also think that there's a there's a um, when sometimes when you use uh when you use like totalizing language right so like omission is lying right in the context of a narrative about the united states if we are omitting um the destruction of you know indigenous people if we're omitting the um the 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 uh the how much black people gave to this country how much brown people gave to this country like this country was built on the backs of brown and black people right Right, literally um Mm -hmm. if we omit that then certainly is lying but uh you also have to kind of think about um interpersonal relationships right so this is like i'm making a pivot here so like if you say it, you have to kind of uh define exactly in what ways are you talking i'm not you could say i'm not talking about interpersonal relationships i'm talking about the narrative of the united states when i say omission is lying we're you know so there's because so when i was saying it earlier i'm saying like yeah when you when you're talking to like a you know an intimate partner or something like that um you know and they ask you a a question and they and you know that you're you're um just being asked to, to support them not to give them the truth and you're just like you know that's a different. That's a different scenario. Yeah. So it's tricky, right? Um, that's a story too, though. You're I, telling. You're telling them a story. It's a negotiation.
1: I do. I know. I know what you're saying. I do. And I. And I trust me. I am not. I am not the best at not omitting. Right. But I think <laughs> if I lie, I. If I lie, I don't lie by omission. Because. But this is. And you're talk, now. You pivot to interpersonal. Um, the the it for me I, I just when we talk about interpersonal and we, if we take it down from the bigger picture because i look at this bigger picture and in my mind like i said i go down to how how that trickles down into how we relate so that it does become interpersonal right and it, like th- this whole idea and i and i'm skipping lots of steps but um this whole and i and i think about as black folks how we uh, move about the world uh, move about move around, move around the world and in this united states um, under the gu- under the guise and lie of the white supremacist culture, in under the idea of this omission of truth and history, then coming down to how the it, how it is um, how it becomes the efficacy of, of how we show up in in these spaces, and so it 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 goes like it gets layered and it goes a long ways. But when it comes to interpersonal, I just believe that it's it's important to allow the other person to have their truth in it for me to tell for me to decide what part of the story needs to be left out or is better for them not to hear is more about me than it is about them you see what well, I'm you're saying? talking about
0: being included in the story right I well mean, i'm being that's, included that's in, that's the tru- in the
1: truth if like, like, i tell you something that i'm like okay don't tell Ian. that he's not it's not gonna work for Ian. like don't say that. say that part i might be right like i might be like that may have been hard for you to hear but then if i say it to you you'd be like oh yeah that's that i i understand it. i get it matter of fact i needed to hear that because now i can do this and i'd be like oh shit i was like to- i surprised by your by the the way that you could take that in it was information you needed instead of me deciding that it was not good for you does that make sense like i'm not i don't want to decide what i what you can handle out of this, the story why am i deciding what part of the story is true for you and not if, I, if i'm doing that i'm i'm controlling this, this scenario and I'm lying to you because I'm, I'm choosing what you can actually I'm choosing the story for you does that make sense I see the look on know, your face. I, know, I hope people can me, see him. This is I the look of like it, I, I do agree with you, Aisha. and I don't want to do this on your podcast. Right?
0: Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> you should not have Like I have an example on deck that could that could uh, show that how that's not necessarily true for you within the past 24 hours. Uh, but I, I, I mean, want
1: to like? because I I because I this is my ish. Like I want to know how it doesn't really how. That's how I look at it, right? I mean, that's literally how I look at it. It doesn't, don't get me wrong. Like I said at the beginning, I, I, I definitely have done it before. I try not to do that, right? But it doesn't mean I don't do it. But I'm well, saying- So, that, so that's, it doesn't so that's mean
0: different not, too. So now we're talking about intention. So we're right. talking about, what is, what, are people intentionally lying? And if they are intentionally lying, that's bad. But if they are unintentionally lying- That's bad too. A, that, well, but, it, but you can't blame somebody for unintentionally lying.
1: Well, how do you unintentionally lie?
0: Well, so for example, you could do, you could, you could be acting defensively, right? Uh, And, you know, and you're also, you're also taking for granted that people know what they're doing. You know, I said this in therapy the other day, and my therapist laughed so hard. And I was basically like, I don't actually believe that people know what they're doing. So like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that people act in all sorts of different ways. But if you, so if, if you say something to someone, and then they have a feeling, and they don't know how to engage with that feeling immediately. They don't know what that feeling is. And you're like asking them to kind of say, say something, right? And, and then they go and then they say something to you and they, or, or they say, I don't know you or something, you know, and you're, or maybe you challenge them and then they give you what you, what you wanted to hear, but they don't actually believe that, or they don't know what they believe. And so, you know, there's all sorts of, I believe that there's way more going on than what we're actually consciously thinking about. And so, um, and so you can unintentionally, yeah, you can unintentionally really hurt people's feelings or um, and and lie. It's you know, not I people wonder, don't know what they want or what they're doing. But
1: you know, I wonder if that's really to me. I wonder if I I guess when I think about lie, I feel like I wonder if that's like a lie or if that's like a misrepresentation or like you said, I'm just not ready and, and it just came out sideways. It's ha- it's a half. It's a half story. It's like there's not a half truth to it. It's incomplete. You know what I mean? Like I didn't finish it. Like I couldn't think of it. You were on my ass for five minutes, and I couldn't think about. What, so I just said, you, like, okay, I, I don't know what I was like. To me, I don't know if that's like the same thing. Like I, I for me, I feel like lying is, is an intentional, thing. And if I and if I like if someone lies by omission, I what I'm saying is that it's it's about, you. It's about me. Like if I if I decided not to say something, it's because. I don't want to deal with that. Not because it's about me. I'm taking the story out, which means I'm giving you the part that I can handle to have the conversation. It's not the part that I think that you can handle. It's that I don't want to deal with, with what the other part is going to be, which is a self-protection thing, which is, is, is not, I mean, it doesn't, like I said, if I'm, if I'm trying to work with someone and I'm, and I'm giving them just pieces of it, I'm not, act, I'm only working with them on pieces of it. They don't know the whole story. Yeah, you know, I mean they don't they don't know uh, the whole piece also, I mean, I'm so, g- keeping it. You know. <laughs> man, don't make me like spar you right now. Okay? <laughs> this thing, I mean it's
0: like you know, I mean there's so this is why it's it's uh this is why we disagree. I know. Man. So, because because right now we're we're uh unraveling the complexity oh, of so, I mean the, so so the it, idea you know, <laughs> that Uh oh I got some feedback. Is that no you're good. That, um, so like we're unraveling the complexity of just the idea that through a, a, uh, lying through omission, and like I mean for example, y- you like if you know somebody very very well and you know how they're gonna react if you tell them something, um, are you gonna are you gonna do that? Are you gonna purposely hurt them even though you know? You know what I mean? Like and I guess you would say well that's that's on them right? But what if it's somebody that you that you love and really care about and you've had this same sort of conversation a million times and you know. That what you're about to say to them is and, and and maybe it's not for you to say right like maybe it's not for you to to, to tell that to tell that person that i thing.
1: mean there's that i, part. I, I know i know it's family
0: secrets late. of someone else and it's like i wanted to tell these people through uh, for le, like legit 20 years but is it my place to tell them am i omit am i being a liar by not telling them these are it's not my business you know what i mean like i, I, I somehow got privy to that information
1: yeah I so am mean, i'm a
0: bad person for omitting that
1: no, but, I mean, okay, oh, let, no me I'm put, not. I'm let me not put there. it this way, let me
0: put this way. Wait a way. minute, What's, well, that's
1: not, that's not what you just said, though. No, but wait, I'm about to minutes. say something that, that tells you about this. Now, I didn't okay. say you gotta run and go tell it every time you got a piece of information, but if I said, Ian, Ian, I did this, blah, 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 and you know, you know, you gotta be like, Aisha, look, I don't know that it's my place, but... Since since you are bringing it to me, I'm about to be like I'm gonna let you know. But I, but if you just know some information and you're like, oh oh, I know this information. Let me go run and tell you what I know. That's t- that's not the, that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like
0: well, Ian, I think you if, need I to if I
1: knew something about you and I was like that shit is awful, and or not even awful. That shit is uh, you know whatever. It's information. And it's information that was given to me by a third party. I guess this is where that, that great... There's lots of great area in human behavior. But, like, for me, the way I interpret that is that at that point, like what you were just saying, that depends on the relate the, the level of the relationship and the degrees of the relationship and trust and the knowingness and blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. All of that is relevant. I'm saying in generalities, if there's information that I that you and I are in direct contact and we're in direct conversation about... And you decide that I'm not going to tell you this piece because I don't think that you're going to react to it well, or I don't think that you're going to like what I have to say, or I don't. So I'm just going to give you this piece of it. And we're in, con- we're in conversation. I think that's. I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. That, that's, that... A
0: very, that's a very. That's a much more specific. <laughs>
1: uh, it is not. than is what it, you
0: said in the beginning whatever because it works the
1: same just, it, <laughs> it works. that's
0: what i'm saying it needs to because it's complex so you can't just say you can't just say i mean in the context of uh, you know the United States and the narratives about the United States and uh, and and the um, God I can't find the word for that, but the inclusion of brown and black people within the narrative about the United States and the United States military—that to me seems absolutely like a lie because it's like it we are consciously creating a narrative um, that that cr- that that uh, privileges white people privileges what the white narrative white supremacy mindset narrative all of those things and diminishes the role of black and brown people within it and we're doing that knowing or i mean not we necessarily but the people that are continually perpetuating it but at the same time i think that there's there's i mean this is and this might be a little provocative on this show but the fact is is that like most white people don't know like what most white people don't know but the white people that do know that are perpetuating that 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 they are the liars for sure but It's like you have to kind of give some grace sometimes to the narrative um, and try and include it. That's why, actually, it's a very good thing that you did this. I didn't know that. Like, am I a bad guy for not knowing that the origins of of, uh, Memorial Day? Not necessarily. And am I lying every time I perpetuate the story of uh, Memorial Day when I don't know? Is it? Am I lying about it? No, I just didn't know. Um, so that's. It's like there's. Yeah, there's, but that oh, would all be. Sorts of, it would be
1: different, like what you said at the very beginning. Is now that you do know, if you were to, if you now that you know, right? <laughs> it's kind of like that Maya Angelou uh, say "When you know better, you must do better." Right now, if you continue to not know and you continue to be to to move on as if that information was not relevant for you or for the for everything that's going on. Now, now you're you're choosing you're choosing a narrative that works for you the truth of it is is that memorial day's inception and 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 inception of memorial day was about black gratitude to to Mm. people who had sacrificed their life for their freedom that's what Mm. memorial day was about right and so Mm. um and it was and it was um like we were saying it was uh former slaves giving union soldiers specifically a proper burial in which they were dropped into, in the and they were in uh, uh, that were left in a Confederate prison camp. Um, so that mm. that part is um, is I think super relevant to understand the relationship um, and uh, to this lie or the relationship to this omission. This relationship, it's it's a huge. It's a, exactly what you're saying with the perpetuation of I think of this of this narrative around criminality of Black folks. Of this narrative around the the uh, the lack of ability and capability and and efficacy all of this is relevant and then when you have stories like this in 1865 where this is what this is what was going on this is what was going on for for enslaved people previous you know this is what where the mindset was for enslaved people you know what I mean like we just it's like getting back to the humanity like getting t- trying to really understand um, to really understand the depths of that particular lie, the white supremacist culture lie, the depths of that lie, the omission within that, within that history is devastating, obviously, but it, it lends to all of this other, all of this other, um, uh, degradation of consciousness of black and brown people in this country. So I just, about, about our own history, about our own compassion, about our own ability, it just is something huge. No, to answer your question are you a bad person because you didn't know? Of course not, right now. I mean, I think that. It, but I this, think, but I this think is the thing, was, though. Are you willingly? Are you? It's. Are, it's. It's different to me if you are willingly accepting and and spacing ignorance. That to me is different. Yeah.
0: So I mean, okay. I actually want to back up too because one of the things, one of the reasons why, um, I I think that I'm. Uh, I mean, we get tangled up in this multiple times, but uh, I used to be way more like you. And what I like, I used to be like, yeah, omission is lying. If if you omit something, then um, then you're a liar and you're a bad, (laughs) you're a bad person. I I had a hard line in the sand, and so I would I would confront people all the time. And like, first of all, I'll tell you one thing: it did not benefit me to do that. Right? Like, it was like, so if I was like, if I was like, oh, you're obviously not um, telling the whole truth. I actually told a story about uh, my mom the other day to someone, and um, and it was, and I, I guess it kind of it would kind of relate to um, what you are saying. I don't need to go run and tell, but um, you know, she told uh, some family friends about an affair that one of them had ha- had with the. Oh my like, god! What? Yeah, straight up. I mean, we know, you know. Yeah, this,
1: yeah. Uh, we
0: was won- <laughs> on blast, but you know, you know, RIP mom. But at the same time, mom was a little, a little intense, and like she, but she felt like. He, the, her friend who was married had been holding on to this lie and she felt that she needed to say to put that out in the open because it was all, It was like she knew she was holding on to this secret and so it was like for the betterment of everyone for this thing to be out there you know and I, I remember I was in the room when this happened and I was just like flabbergasted you know what I mean I cannot believe that you had the gall to, to, to you know yeah. but it's like but that, there you go she had some truth it wasn't untrue but it was, but she she put it out there. I mean, you know, so I I don't know. It's, 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 it's always hard, but anyways, on a more personal level, I feel like I've hurt people's feelings very much. I told them the truth. And even if it was about me and them, I, I, you know, there's things that I could have done, for example, like in personal, like romantic relationships, do you either tell the person, um, why that you're leaving or you, do you just leave? Once you've made the decision to leave, you know what I mean? Like, is omitting why is that Lying, or you just like make the decision. Okay, I'm out, and I, I, I've done. I've done both, and I can tell you that it, it really never helps. There's never, there's never really a right or wrong way. It's kind of whatever you choose to do. But if you are, if you, if you're staying, omission is lying. Then I should always tell the person and then, then leave. But I, I, I can tell you that doing that, I've been, I've been uh, skewered, and then not doing that, <laughs> I've been skewered. No, you look, know what I'm, so I'm
1: not. Like, I'm not. It's, it's not. It's, this again. It's not about them right like okay, it's all it's about you and we talked about this on your podcast which I'm going to get to uh but we uh it's it's really like in look I've been married twice right <laughs> I've had several relationships in between I have left them mostly I think I've been left once right and I'm going to tell you like this when I left them I always gave a reason and I always gave time to process and I always gave it was always a kind of a slow separation. This is just how I roll. This is how I do it, right? Because that's what what I'm comfortable with. I I could never just be like if we were in a real okay, let me just let me just preface this with if we were in a real relationship, like a meaningful relationship, I could never just be like to a, to my romantic partner and I'm out. If it was a healthy relationship, right? Now there's lots of caveats. This is like human behavior. This is like a lot of complexities in between. But what I'm saying that is like, I, I just believe that there's a way to be compassionate and empathetic both, and that you can be respectful of the other person's process. And by telling them what, what your truth is. And so your truth If you're like, look, your breath is stank and I've been trying to deal with it for like six months and I cannot, how do you do that with tact and with compassion, right? And some people be like, I would never say anything like that. I would just go, I can't, I can't see the look on their face. I can't hurt their feelings. I can't, but you got to know that that, that choice was not about them. It was about you not being able to deal with what they might say and, and the or the, how they might feel and that but i'm saying give them the choice give them the uh, p- opportunity to say that sh- that hurts me or give them the opportunity to be like you know what F you <laughs> get out of here like i don't want to talk to you that was rude like i i thought that was, you didn't have to tell me that like okay i'm i but i need to tell i wanted to give you all of it but that's my style and it goes down into personalities it goes down to like all it's complex but for me i i you, you know very well i have actually the people I choose to have in my life, I want them to be able to tell me the truth, like that. I've actually stopped. I've actually stopped friendships because of omission, because. I
0: mean, I, I, we. I had this conversation with someone else the other day, and they were saying this is kind of the same. I mean, they said it's about delivery.
1: It's about delivery, it's, baby. It's all,
0: but but I actually I actually think that. Uh, like so, I am like you. So, for example, what the way that you're talking about—that's what I want from people, mm-hmm. right? But I, but I have a lot of people in my life that can't do that. So, I, so I have to, and and so when they omit, right? Especially if I know that they're omitting something from me, and I'm just like, I mean, honestly, you know what I mean? We talked about this with astrology. Robin is the type of person that will not tell you anything directly. <laughs>
1: anything. But see, I, mean, I think she does anything. that to you. I don't think she does that to me.
0: Well, I think that that's incorrect, but I I also, I can tell you uh, that that, that, that's not, that's not um, unique. Lots of people do that because, because yeah, you're right. It is about them. I I don't know how this person's going to react. And so I don't want to tell that. So I'm going to tell them in a way that is more subtle, but maybe they're Mm -hmm. not going to get the point. Right. They're like, you know, I want you to just tell me the thing. Just tell me the thing. If it makes me upset, I'll get upset, and then I'll be over it. That's how I roll. But they don't know that necessarily, right, unless right. they know me well, unless I've told them that. And so, that, yeah, it's it's just it's. I mean, I, one, yeah, I, I, I'm, and, a, I'm literally in an environment now in which direct communication is the last line of communication. No one says anything directly.
1: Yeah, and I can't so, do that. And,
0: and the thing is, is that, like, that is insanely frustrating to me. I do not like it at all, but. It's not, uh, but I don't, I can't go around being like, everybody's omitting everything around here. I mean, I've done that and I'll tell you, it didn't end well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like we need to talk about the things. And in, in fact, I mean, and this is kind of moving into astrology land, but, but um, you know, families in particular, I feel like, have a lot of secrets and there's a lot of lies oh, yeah. and they oh. do that why because there's a need to keep the family together and so in that situation lying becomes important for uh for the togetherness, for for the functionality, for the stability. Some things need to be out open. But other things we don't we don't tell that outside of the family. We don't tell that inside of the family. X person doesn't need to know. X person does need to know. We keep it between the two of us and well and even though there's fifteen of us, you know, and so then so then lying becomes this whole other type of thing. It becomes something that is actually beneficial to the long term survival of the unit. And um, and that that actually and that little Little nugget, which I definitely got from astrology, made me rethink the way that you think about lying, is how I used to think about it. And then thinking about it that way made me rethink everything that I thought about lying and the way in which I engaged. And
1: which is funny because, like, which is funny because our family, and I don't know if anyone caught from the beginning, this is uh, Ian Waller. He is the content producer of Power of Ideas podcast. He is also. Uh, like I said, a PhD student. And he's also um, Kublai, but most importantly, he is my brother. So um, this is so in our family, right? Um, there are definitely background secrets. There's definitely there's things that have happened, right? Um, and and lots of things that have happened. <laughs> not mm-hmm. a, I'm not gonna say a lot, but I mean pretty su- freaking significant-ish, right?
0: So <laughs> oh, let's be real. Let's okay. be real. If we want to put some stuff out, like I, mean, I am the living thinking, embodiment I, of I, a secret, <laughs> right? You know, and I'm, something I'm, got omitted.
1: I think <laughs> okay, and I'm thinking two and three, two and three different things. But yes, you are clearly um, here. <laughs> but at the same time, when we think about how this how it works in terms of relationships, right? The relationship, the those omissions, it goes back to what we were talking about in a family unit. That way, yeah, everyone can't be. You're not going to put the six year old involved into that to the marriage situation. We're not going to be telling little Timmy about what mom and dad are doing over here because that's inappropriate, right? <laughs> right? Like in this family, uh, in a family structure. But for me, I feel like there there is a time for for, uh, for in that space. It's the same idea. Is it relevant for you? If you come to me, like, you know, like, this has happened. If you come to me, I'm going to need you to tell me the truth. If you, if I come, I'm sorry, if I come to you and I'm asking you, how does homeboy look just like you? (laughs) I'm going to need to tell you the truth, right? I'm just going to need you to tell me the truth.
0: now. Well, that's a different, that's different. I mean, if you ask, if somebody asks you directly and you lie to them, that's just lying. But that's an
1: omission of truth, right? Do we have to, to protect their feelings? Do they need to know all of that thing or do that can they co- compassionately engage in the in the, the idea that that person is seeking truth from you Can you give well, up your it, protection to give them the truth that they need so, to, to process? Yeah, I
0: mean I, I, I think that it's I think that in, in that case if somebody asks me directly this is what I actually tell them now when I, I used to be like I'd be like yeah I'm about to keep it real with this person <laughs> and they're about to know what's up you right. know? but I also I don't do that anymore now I say well on a scale from one to ten <laughs> 10 being the most real, one being, you know, <laughs> basically not telling you anything. How real do you want me to keep it? Oh and I will. And, and that's and and usually <laughs> and it's, and it's the, the funniest part about it is that people be like 10, 10. and I'll give them ten. They're like, I wish I chose six. I'm right. like, you know, like, and so I think that you. It's it's never. You
1: know, I like that yeah. though. I like that you're like, what can you deal with right now? Because I got it from zero to one to ten. Like, what yeah, do you want? Yeah, I mean, it's, I it, like it, that. It's
0: that's like, funny. You, like, tell me how much you want me to lie to you, right? <laughs> yeah, essentially, I
1: mean, and in the, and it, so, and that's a very personal. Like, we were like from the beginning that interpersonal conversation. And when it comes to the white supremacist culture, we need 100 percent truth. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, for real. I
0: mean, well, I think it's it's like yes, I agree. I agree. Um, there's just we need to re uh what's what's the word we need to reintegrate what has been yeah left out for sure yeah you know because yeah because the narrative is the narrative has been constructed to uh to is to to perpetuate um white male supremacy uh and uh, that's that's the bottom line that's what the narrative that's what the narrative is and and and, yeah and so anything else yeah is lying right
1: right and 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 then you know yeah and so it's that cis that cisgender male white privilege crap but and and it can go on and on and on and this is totally not what i was gonna do this podcast on this is why i love my podcast because i just be doing whatever the hell and it turns out powerful okay Mm -hmm. so power of ideas Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. That is your podcast. Um, it's amazing. It ha- it started and then you it slowed down a bit and then it started up again. And now you're in the second, cu- you know, uh, what is it? that Take two. Um, you've been doing some great. I love the way you edit. I wish I had time and, and skill uh, to-, to make. I mean, just when you're listening to your podcast, if anyone check out Power of Ideas because it is not this. And it's absolutely not like it's. It's so much more. Um, it's concisely put together. It's well. Really, it's really well done. Um, the people, your guests, are very. I think you. You do. You're very good about uh, choosing really dynamic guests. So I want to let you talk about how you came up with Power of Ideas and and how and why you chose the format that you do. First
0: of all, thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate this. Feel very <laughs> validated right now. Yeah. So this is. I said essentially. Uh, this is this is like version five of a lot of podcasts over the last like six years and then finally i landed on um i landed on the power of ideas as like a concept and then i kind of realized what i wanted it to look like and um and you know essentially it was like i realized over time that um I wanted an ex- I needed an excuse to talk about deep subjects with people. You know me; I like to talk about deep things. You do too, but we're not not everyone's like that. But if I created a podcast where I could talk to people that I like and are typically friends of mine about deep conversations, uh, they would they would I would be able to have those conversations with people that I care about or or invite people on um, that I maybe don't know that well um, and can talk about like really interesting things. Um, so yeah, I mean, but but this version, the power of ideas uh, is, um, it's like, this is season three. So I did like a, a season, um, where I think I did like 20 episodes, which was really hard. I did a bunch in a row and I, there was very, very edited, very put together. And, um, that was right when I was getting into astrology and was basically all about astrology. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of redid it. And season two was some of the same guests actually came back on. And it was more about the person I was like, I was really interested in the person that I wanted to ta- know more about them. And then you know, and then now I I'm, I feel like I'm finally in my group. I'm calling this season 2.5, where I'm actually <laughs> bringing on people from the very first season, and we're revisiting certain things. Now, not that's not totally true, but I had you on my first season, and now you're you've come back. You're basically like a regular mm-hmm. guest, and my friend Shelley, um, who was all she was my very first guest. Um, we talked about what is love, uh, dialogue as a form of love, and. Um, and then a friend of mine, and then I had Robin on, you know, so the, so, but now I've, I've realized because I'm a sociologist that when all of the things that I'm talking about and interested in, are are there the basically astrology related, psychology related or sociology related. And I kind of leave the psychology out, um, and always kind of focus more on social issues. Uh, because I think as a sociologist, one, I think that they matter more, they have more impact. And, and, um, psychology is in my opinion, kind of a way sometimes to, uh, divert attention away from social structures that are pressing people. You like it's, it's, it's you, the person rather than the government or, uh, white supremacy or, you know, these kind of structures that are, you know, putting, putting pressure on people to act in certain sorts of ways. So anyways, yeah, this is, that's where, that's where I'm at. That's kind of a big picture, uh, way of how I think about it. If you listen to the podcast, you know, you'll probably just Get glean that i'm asking people about their lives um and injecting a lot of astrology and um and i'm trying to keep it topical these days you know mm-hmm. so like when all the george floyd stuff was going on i really wanted to talk about blackness in america i really wanted to have people on that i felt was were um were that knew this and that could that could challenge the the narratives going on like right like let's talk about this in a more complex way right now i you know i had a friend on um uh that is pa- half palestinian uh jordanian she's very very active in like trying to inform people about what's been going on there and it was like close to, to my heart something that i didn't really talk about often uh even though i knew a lot about it because i felt uh that i would be kind of i could got, get in tr- you could get Actually, in trouble
1: yeah you're, you're gonna get yeah i I yeah, but it, yeah. yeah, I want to talk. Yeah. I want you to. I mean, I don't want to. I'm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want. Cause I only got a little bit through that that podcast, and I want to get more into it. Cause I, I kind of like want to be like, what else did she say? Because I literally was like, um, it's something that 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 whole conflict is hard for me to talk about because I don't know enough in in depth for me not to sound like I'm I, I'm I'm and I don't want to say obviously, but I'm obviously not anti-Semitic. However, I'm I'm not. Like, I'm not here in Israel, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, I think that's like, so like... like a. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, one of the things that. Um... I'll say this there's actually a really really great episode of this podcast called throughline with uh, a historian of Palestine that I listened to yesterday and they do obviously this is like a very professional podcast um, that is funded by NPR and they do a great job of uh, of put, of giving context to Palestine uh, over the last hundred years uh-huh. and basically do what me and Shadin did in my episode but in a way more this is an academic that wrote the book on Palestine and I would like definitely encourage people to go what was the name of that again uh, listen to that um episode it's called through line is the name of the podcast and it was literally i think may 27th was the day that it came out and um and the name of the the episode in particular is just palestine okay so um but the episode i had was shot in was you know essentially the same thing i wanted to talk about the, the 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 genesis of palestine um the well the yeah, you know, what? Where did Palestine come from? Where did Israel come from? Um, and then I really wanted to highlight the fact that this was one of the things that was mind blowing to me was that this has not been going on for that long. And you know, I remember when I was learning about this and I was talking about it with some friends, and they were like, "Oh, this has been going on for thousands of years." I'm like, "No, no, it's not been going on for thousands of years. It's been going on for like 60." And we need to talk about that. And and it, and actually now I know a little bit more that's it been going on for about 100. Obviously, there's a there's there's there are complexities, but the the real thing, real world consequences of uh, you know the the conflict, um, and the struggle for, for of of the you know Palestinian people against the kind of uh, you know Israeli you know state is been going on since basically 1948. So there's a there, but when previously, but anyways the the there's also this kind of fear, I think, and you just named it of anti-Semitism if you talk about Palestine right there's a narrative about um uh about Jews in America that is like you can never like the guy in the the through line episode said they are in a uniquely un um, criticizable position and if you do you can get um you can get you can get criticized and and maybe even like canceled we'll say for for because of anti-Semitism right and the thing is is that there's there's uh the the that there's an awfulness to what's going on there um that is you can be a jew against the israeli state that's something that just should be said now this is not this is you know and they did a great job of kind of saying if i was to criticize the Saudi government for not allowing women to drive and for you know uh, and for being a kind of a a totalitarian regime um, you're not going to criticize me of being Islamophobic you're just going to say oh that's possibly true you know what I mean like um, the same thing is true for like you know Trump criticizing Trump doesn't mean that you hate America or that you even that you hate all white people it just means that you think that Trump and his administration was an awful administration. Uh, you know, Bibi Netanyahu is not a good dude, and the Israeli state has done some things that are uh, pretty heinous. And the and and it's really really important to understand that the United States has a big role in that, right? And, uh, um, and, and and you know, and I think that you know, there's a friend of mine that I want to bring on because he's black and he's Jewish, and uh, we had private conversation. I'm not going to out who he is. But he was, you know, told me a few years ago, he was like, he went to Israel. And he was like, yeah, I can't fuck with Israel. Oh
1: really? And I was like,
0: why? And he just pointed to his skin. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I'm black, bro. He's like, there, there's, he's like, so it doesn't even matter, you know, that he was Jew. He was like, there's, so there's, so there's some things going on right. in Israel in particular. And it's not all, it's not all Israelis. That's, even,
1: that, right? the people. We have to be so careful, then,
0: right? So, and it's, so it is, um, it is, you know, my friend shot in is like, it's not complex. And I was saying, it's not complex. It is complex. But it is not as complex as you say, and it's not so complex that you dismiss the entire conversation. Right? We just cannot. Right now, we're we're at a place. I think. I think personally that we are going to look back at this. In a hundred years, and if it goes this way, we will have witnessed uh, perhaps a, a displacement and genocide of a people at the hands of a state. And the horrible irony is that this construction of the Israeli state was based upon the destruction of Jews in World War II. Right. right. So how did that happen? I mean, I think it says something very important about humanity right. that this has happened. Like it's, and that's why it's so mind blowing to me. And you know, then there's people that will critique what I'm saying. Basically, because uh, you know, America has blood on its hands, destroying the indigenous people, and I
1: think and all that the stuff. situations but, but are quite f- parallel, to be honest. But they, they
0: are, but at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you know, we can do something about it right mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's happening right now, and right. we have, like you know, like I, I said this in my podcast, and I'll say it again because I think it's important: is that. Um, I listened to an interview with uh, Noam Chomsky and Ezra Klein, and Ezra Klein challenges Noam Chomsky on, uh, he says, you know, what about China and the Uyghurs, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, the Uyghurs are this group of Muslims in southwest China, I think, no, northwest China, that are being basically put into camps, right, into re-education camps, quote-unquote. Right. But the thing is, is, that the United States has nothing to do with that, nor do they have the power to change anything unless they were to decide to go to war with China. And that's just basically a geopolitical. You cannot do it like it's just you, it was a nightmare. You could you and and that would that could send us into literal world war uh, of uh, and like indefinitely trade wars. We just don't have the power. But we fund Israel to an extent that they would be essentially Uh, harmless without our without our aid. And so there's a there's a huge difference between the ways in which we can kind of morally lambast China for being, uh, you know, for being horrible and funding an actual state that is doing things that you could um, say, border on, uh, you know, at least mass murder, if not um, intense displacement of an oppressed brown people, right? Like it's right. crazy. So, right. anyways, I, that's I'm, I'm, that, I'm very passionate about it because I've actually been s- sitting on this for like a decade, and I just got very educated on it. Um, but yeah, well, there's no, funny, I don't I, think there's I any mean, room to, to accuse people of anti-Semitism uh, if, when they talk about Palestine and Israel. It's just a we're it's a humanitarian issue that. And needs I, and
1: I be, think it's the, I, the the way that I see this and the how I'm seeing it, and to bring it back to black, right? Is because it's. I feel and the the the, the level of omission <laughs> that we were talking about, right? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how many people in the United States that aren't directly affected, but who are absolutely uh, affected by this level of white supremacist culture that's actually about, we're watching genocide in real time and we're funding it in real time. And, and looking at the parallels of, of what you were just saying, even to talk about, you can't really say, you know, talking about, the experience of indigenous people in this country, the experience of black people in this country right now. Like, honestly, we can't talk about it directly because then it might mean this, it might mean that, but does that mean we just omit the truth that's actually happening? Is it too right. complex to just, and to is it too complex to just, like, drop the whole subject and be like, we're not doing that right now? Because that's the, the whole, that's the argument that's happening right now with the whole Asian hate bill and the black hate, like, you know, hate bill. Oh, it's just too complex to, to address creating a bill that's an anti-hate bill for black people is too complex. But why is that? So the idea is that it's too complex with what you just described as the United States being so monetarily involved in Israeli maintaining what their behavior and maintaining their military status is what it's so complex about. It's not really that complex. It's about money. And it's always money over people. And the whole idea about it, when we're talking about this is not money over people, this is people, this is humanity, it, I feel like the more that we talk about all these different states of this kind of, um, this kind of upheaval that's happening around the world, it's that, it boils down to that same so complexity. Money over money over people, money over people, money over people, and then pe- the people are screaming, "This is humanity!" and the the structures are screaming, "This is necessary. This is a necessary yeah, yeah. evil, right?" Um, yeah. And so, and the problem with it is with the the omission of the with the omission, uh, talking about the democratic state is the is the goal, right? The omission of, of the truth of this is is uh, which is which allows the institution con- to continue, and the, and for us who are trying to champion humanity. I mean, I don't know how many people when they graduate high school can tell you what Palestine is. You know what I'm
0: saying? I was literally, (laughs) so I'm 38 now. I was, it was like my second year back in school in community college. And uh, and and I I was just, I actively pursued figuring it out because I saw something on TV and I was like, this doesn't, this the, it was on the news they were talking about israel palestine i did not understand what they were saying now i understand what they were saying is essentially they're trying to minimize the 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 conflict this was right. 10 years ago right. you know? and so and, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then someone came in and talked about Israel-Palestine for like 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. And then I saw that that person was giving a talk. So I went and was, saw their talk. And this was this, um, this actually it was really great. Just this blonde white woman that was using her privilege to go into Israel and fight for um, the human rights of Palestinian uh, people that were being uh, held. Now, there's there is some kind of, there's some wildness to to Hamas like that's kind of a something that will, people will always bring up Hamasism um, is kind of this is this is this resistance group that feels that their land has been taken and that there's no other alternative than the uh than giving back the land to to Palestinian people and they are um they're adamant we'll say right they and and I think that um it's it, that is a
1: I mean, we. But to me, look. It's we,
0: difficult, but I will say. But anyways, my point is, yeah. I brought that up because she went into Palestine to, uh, palestine or to Hamas-controlled uh, Palestine and was fighting for, uh, basically the you know human rights of you know ba- you know women and children essentially. Um, right. And and these checkpoints that are incredibly uh, controlled by the Israeli state. So it's 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 a it's a lot. But
1: it's a um, lot. It's a lot, and it has a lot to do with morality. And and I my whole thing is like the, it, it Don't you can't switch morality. You can't switch it in and out. You can't switch morality for humanity, and, and then and then at one point it's morality, and you know, another point humanity. It ha- it's like, you know, that whole I, that I, and it's complicated because you can't take out the the uh, the behavior of oppressed people. And try to say, well, you need to you need to act in this way so that we can have this civil conversation. As I have my knee on your your neck, right? You're going to get something like Hamas that's going to fight back, and it, it doesn't. And and then it, then you, it's just like but anyway. I, I like you said, this can be a conversation <laughs> that goes on for hours and hours and hours because it is yeah. complex. But my idea, the, this idea that um, the convers the the just like. The idea that this has been going on for all of my life and all of your life. Right. I remember my our dad and mom like having conversations about Israel and the Jewish this and Jewish that and Israel this and Israel that. And when I was very little. I had no idea what they were talking about, but it was very contentious. I know that, right? <laughs> and I well, never. So
0: yeah, if yeah, it's it's it, it is a contentious. and there's and I'm, I'm I learned a lot um, from Shaden, and and you know there was 1948 is essentially the the UN creates uh, the Israeli state right um, on Palestinian land, and essentially designates that um, a, a, a large part of that land to the Jewish people so that they could resettle there because of anti-Semitism basically in Europe and obviously the Holocaust and these things. Right. And so there's there's that, but and then in 19. Sixty-seven. There's a there's kind of a an evolution, uh, an, 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 a, a giving of more power to the Israeli state. And so, the, I mean, so I, on my pot, on my uh, on my Instagram uh, site, if you want to go there, there's it's, it's the power of ideas, but all underscore in between the power of the, news. the But yeah. but there's a there's a picture. I just want to say that there's a picture, and it shows how the land has been taken from Palestine since the since it's been given to Israeli. and and you can just kind of see like but people lived there you know what i'm saying like no, i mean and, that's, like, that's not trying to say so it's is like mild like,
1: to me the u the, the british empire uh, put put that put that movement in and then when it got complicated they threw it to the un and my thing is is like yeah. the british empire <laughs> Again, you know how white folks do putting this, put you just gonna put some people in some other people's land and be like, Y'all gonna do this? Like, you can't that it. there were people there. There's a whole, yeah. there was a whole damn thing going on before you decided this was gonna be this was the, the humanity move to do to to help them, you know, survive this anti-Semitism attack and then put them on here and then all of a sudden. I mean, it's just like, it's just so it's it's,
0: it's also important. I mean, like, so I also want to go back, uh, to say two things. First of all, if you there's another book that you that if you read it can help um, kind of give context to this era which is called Kings Leo, King Leopold's ghost, ghost and it's essentially it's about Belgium um, and their colonial uh, takeover of the Congo and the rubber trade. But what it does is it shows how all of these powers Brit, uh, you know British the, the British, France, Belgium, all these white colonial European nations, basically went into all of these uh you know specifically Africa and just drew it up like a pie right and they said you're gonna get this you're gonna get that you're gonna get this and, and one of the things that I didn't kind of realize is that they also did that with <clears throat> with Palestine and and so and, and then they so there's just there's that there's that piece but I, we've been talking about this for a while and I just want to um say this give my give my podcast a little shot. this was probably the most I would say important episode that I did yeah. where I felt like I was putting my uh, putting my reputation, if I have a reputation, on the line for something that I really, really care about, I do try and talk about interesting and, and difficult conversations. But I don't, um, I don't do this. this. Was like one where I was very fearful uh, of. You know what you know if, if colleagues heard this and crit- criticized me and right. maybe accused me of being anti-semitic because of the thing that i'm even bringing it up because actually there was a teacher in our department but he's got tenure that's that brought this up a few years ago and students complained, and he almost got fired even though he had tenure because you know he got blamed for being you know anti-semitic, Anti-Semitic and, and it's yeah. just like bringing this up but at the same time i just want to say I don't it's a lot of the time it's like me and you talking about astrology and like just laughing a lot like this week's episode is about Dungeons and Dragons with like my boy Mitch who's like the whitest dude live but I love him and he's like you know (laughs) we talk about MMA and like sharing imaginary worlds and stuff so if you you know if you think if you so I go I kind of try and keep it um a broad array of things, and you you brought it up, so we're talking about it, and I get fired up. I can get fired up about anything, but I'm definitely fired up about. I feel this, like I I uh, feel like
1: I'm I'm not doing a good job. Like you have me on your podcast like on a regular, and I need to have you on mine on a regular. Like we just need to like. I need to schedule you like every last Sunday it's going to be brother and sister time. Like we're just going to call it sibling corner or something. I don't even know what we can do. And we can just get on and just like start talking and just uh, let people hear how crazy we go from idea to idea and you have no idea what's happening
0: next. I mean, I literally, I, I, I create, you don't really look at the Google Doc. until we're, we're in it, but I created Google Doc. For me, so that I can create some sort of um, uh, structure to, to the podcast, because especially with you, because I know we can go out there i mean even in the conversation that we're having now i realized that there's like multiple threads i'm like damn i didn't finish that thought didn't finish that thought, thread, that thought. but but you know that's how we do that's how we do, this is how we if do. People go, we're you, both mercury and pisces and I've, we just go, go on
1: okay look now that you brought up the astrology okay you know how black girlfriend eugene does everyone who's listening again thank you for following me <laughs> honestly you guys are strong people um so um and I did put some I did put some stuff about uh power of ideas cuz I don't you're not on the Facebook thing but I'm there's two live I can see our our we we're, we're in the portal of um Zoom and I'm and I'm watching the Facebook Zoom too so it's like happening at the same time. So gotcha. I'm I'm doing if you see me typing it's because people are, uh, excuse me are commenting. I see. Um but I'm so I'm typing up something and but anyway when we're done I'm going to put your your whole Uh, you need to give me that link so I can put it into the comments so people can just click it and go to the Power of Ideas. Um, So there's that. But astrology. Okay. So what's really funny is that, I mean, I don't know if it's that funny, but (laughs) we're both Pisces. And I, okay, I talk about astrology ever so often and generally it's my lowest viewed, viewed up. (laughs) you know it's i get it. I mean, people, people,
0: people are listening to you because they want to talk about they want to talk about blackness you know what I, I mean know. What, what is the experience of a black girl from Eugene i mean straight up i get it that's what i'm saying and, you know, just but, so you know
1: and this is the part that makes me like frustrated with that it's because like black girls from Eugene black girls do they are astrologers they do astrology we do these things it's not all about like the, the depression and or you know um Deprivation of my life, walking through the you know store, talking about white supremacy all the time. Like sometimes, I talk about you know sex and dating and astrology. Like there's life, there's life ish happening outside of white people's white supremacy. You know what I mean? And so sometimes I wish, like I, not that I wish because I just do it, and it's the if the podcast um or the episode of the radio uh has a lower viewing at that time, that's okay because what I'm trying to teach in my education classes is that. White people need to focus, need to uh, like check themselves on their on their need for deprivation of black people, and they need to start. If you're really concerned, or really want to be an allyship, or really just want to be a human being to another person, understand them in their wellness, understand them in their everyday normal. Like because as long as you're othering an experience of mine, although there is an experience I'm having. It takes away from the fact that I can just be here and put my underwear and my pants on and my jeans on and my one leg at a time like you do. You know, I worry about my hair. I worry about if I'm gaining weight. I worry about if I exercise today. I worry about if I ate my butt. Like, it's not all about like going into the world with my black shield on and fighting white supremacy. All day long. Matter of fact, it's so embodied in what I do. I don't think about it like white people think about it, right? <laughs> like white people see a black person coming in the room and they're like, "Oh, there's a black person in the room." Especially in the Pacific Northwest. Me, I, I'm walking into a space that's always white. Like I walk outside my house, well, it's always white. I, so that's how I so show So I mean, up.
0: we. I mean, we can have a, a conversation about. I. I know. I know. I know probably the most well-known black male astrologer, and uh, and we me, him and I had had a, had a conversation about blackness in astrology and specifically black men in astrology and and you know We can have a larger conversation about that. I think that people would like it. What I would say is this I think that um, Astrology is this thing that is stigmatized heavily, Mm -hmm. right? And so what the research that I'm doing on astrology right now in my with my PhD program is essentially is is looking at why it is stigmatized it is is it because that it's wrong and what i've found is that nobody can really prove that it's wrong nobody can really prove that it's right but you know like it's not it's and so the, the reason that people don't do it actually has much more to do with um social stigma what i mean by that is that it's uh, if so white people engage in astrology we'll say we'll say this is not i don't necessarily know if it's true i think it it is white people we white people are engage in astrology more because they have the privilege not to have to worry about about like oh i'm into astrology and if somebody was like you know oh gosh you know well like becky's into astrology it doesn't matter because becky has owns so many different privileges but if aisha says I, you're taking more of a risk because mm-hmm. you have all of these you know if we think about um your identity intersectionally do you have the levels of oppression that you have um like the the, the, the you you have to you're not going to choose another stigma right. you're not going to choose another identity um so and, and that's and that is, I think, one of the reasons why um, black people might stay away from it. It's not that they don't believe it or even if they like it, they're interested in it. They're not going to admit that they are interested in it. They're not, not going to talk about it. And one of the things that they, that they do um, is that they avoid it. Right. And this is kind of something that I'm looking at. Like, why do people uh, who who is it? rather than looking at some sort of natural connection between those that do it, are interested in it and like it, I'm looking at those who don't and, and why yeah. they might do that. Because usually it's, it's a, it's a uh, yeah, and there's another piece, which is that, so, and this, I'm actually looking at this in the context of the LGBTQ plus community, a, as well as women specifically, and essentially that, that people that are interested in astrology, uh, one of the kind of emerging stereotypes is that they are quote-unquote irrational. Right. So Uh. that's so and so if you are irrational, right, what is one of the most common stereotypes that men use against women? That they are emotional, right. that they are irrational, right? So, and so talk to avoid about black being labeled uh, uh, being labeled irrational, you avoid things that are also labeled irrational, mm-hmm. right? So, if you and and that's and that's probably also true for black people. Black people have to have to perform at a higher level of rationality so that white people take them seriously F- if they are if they care about being uh, being you know treated some sort of way by white people so what you can do is just avoid uh astrology in general and avoid saying that you like astrology so that you don't that you don't um that you don't confirm the stereotype for white people or whoever the dominant person you know category is and,
1: and i love all that everything that you just said and i and i because i have this conversation with black and brown indigenous people too is that that veil of white supremacist culture as if that we have to perform in that way and understand yeah. that astrology is an ancient situation. This is not coming from white folks period in the first place. So again, no. back to that omission of the story, uh, back to that, um, to that, uh, having this idea that, that we don't have the whole truth. This is our an embodiment of, of the connection that black and brown people have had. Ever since the inception of time, like it's been, it's, it's always been there. You know what I mean? The pyramids are built on based on the the relationship to the stars. Right. And so this idea that, that it's something that is, like you said, stigmatized and, and, uh, the way that you just explained that whole idea is basically this veil of white supremacist culture and how we have to behave. And therefore then at the same time, still missing the benefits of what was originally created in our, in, uh, I don't want to say in our image, but still create it for our benefit. Why are you trying to do that to me, man? Thank you. Uh, still trying to, um, uh, it's, it's still, it's ours. It's ours. It's a it's another part of the om- omitted story of our, our dynamic self, right? There's nothing that is black and or white. Black folks have been doing it. Name it. Black folks have been doing it ever, ever since. Brown people, indigenous people have been doing it ever since. So for us to come back to it. And have to be reintroduced to it, and then have to like again uh, hide it so that we can, cut, be, you know, be accepted into the. If I say that I'm an astrologer, I, I, like I told you, like when this podcast, we won't have that many views for this. They will stop already and be like, okay, they're getting into astrology, <laughs> you know. And I'm not, and I'm not saying everyone has to love it. Obviously, Obviously. You all, everyone has their own thing, but it's just that permanence is that is that. it's that idea like yoga's for white girls like you know it's a basic white girl thing to do since when has that been like you know but that's like if you go oh you're a yogi the first thing you think of is that super slim you know what girl with the with the little cami tank top and the little g and she's got a little blonde ponytail and she's got her little mat that's exactly what people think of when you go she's a yogi right um or they're a yogi that's what you think and so that 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 level of, of disconnection for me is, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, let's let's not let's not omit the, the history. Let's not omit the story. Um, and actually, a matter of fact, going into Juneteenth, we won't talk about this now. Like, I'm, I'm, like, fighting for the idea of, like, please remember that this is not, like, trendy right now. This has been going on in this little bitty town of Brazoria, Texas for, like, I don't even know how long. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Renthe's, Renthe's family is, like, directly involved in the inception of Juneteenth. Oh, really? Yeah, Char- Charles no- Brown. Charles Brown, like, literally the Browns. Went through family. <laughs> oh, wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's directly related. Even the land this family still lives on is part of the slave land they were given. Like, that wow. was... Yeah. So, anyway, it's, it's crazy. So, anyway, I, and I... I'm trying to think. No, I guess you... I'm like, did you ever go to a Juneteenth celebration like when we were in Texas? But probably not. But, like, no. we were celebrating it back then. Like, you know what I mean? When it was just a Brazoria, Texas thing. <laughs> So I just want people to remember, like, let's not make it into like a, you know, into like a Cinco de Mayo situation. But anyway, so I, I, want, I want you to talk, I want, because you're, you have been studying astrology and then you really sparked it. I've always been like the the person who tries to figure out, like, I've always learned, heard about astrology. I've always loosely understood astrology like most people do. I think I've always like kind of, kind of. Looked at behavior through astrology because dad always did that, and so mm-hmm. uh, when I grew up with him, that's something that was always like, "Oh, you're so sneaky." It was like the Chinese zodiacal kind of descriptions of my behavior, and, and that, and so I'd always like look at those things. But um, now that you've gotten so passionate involved in it, I've gotten more interested in it, and so I've read along with it, and now I'm understanding it much better. But I don't understand it at all in the in the context that you do. But I am getting to the point where I can start to see aspects and people where i'm just like that is super marzy. like and i don't say That's crazy right i don't say that my
0: favorite part of astrology is when when it emerges in front of you and you're just like
1: ooh, snap they just did the thing they just did the thing and i sometimes i'm always like when i see people like going throughout the day and i'm like i i also use behavior right so i'm like crossing this over and i'm also looking at how it and i don't know how to read that in a chart yet but i know i'm seeing it and that's it's just the way i learned it's like how is that Mars, like, where is that Mars showing up? How is it coming through trauma? How do I recognize it in the chart? Like, that kind of thing. But I'm starting to see these things. And so it's very, it's complex. And it's not it's not your weekly astrology shit. It's really not that. So there's a whole bunch more to it. Um, so as we're talking about a whole bunch more to it, uh, Ian and I were on Power of Ideas yesterday. And we were talking about astrology. And he brought up astro- What is it?
0: cartography
1: astro-, <laughs> astro cartography astro cartography and i was like hold up what wait a minute what because i have been thinking in my life and everything happens for a reason where should i be going in my life like where am i moving to in the next two years like i gotta like expand and in your in your podcast you asked about travel and it was just so serendipitous that you were like oh yeah i've been kind of dab- dabbling in this astro cartography and i'm just like huh so it all kind of for me like linked up and so i was like tell me more, tell me more. But I just want people, I want to have this conversation about um, about astrology just very little because we're like now in the last 15 minutes that, that seems reasonable for people to listen and an hour and a half in. You know? <laughs> the people who still listen to me, heart, hard you guys be hanging in hard so I yeah, i'm trying to get the, i'm
0: trying to i i get list i see, can see how many people listen to but i want to like on youtube you can see when people stop listening and, and uh, like all that yeah. i want that i want those statistics we'll see right
1: I, I know i feel like i need to shorten them but people like i love it i love it keep keep going i like and the I'm long like,
0: form i think i listen to long form stuff and so do? i like the long the longer the better and um because i could listen to it in multiple days or whatever but yeah, yeah.
1: i'm starting to get into astro uh to um to the astrology podcast, I'm, I, I'm, Chris. Now it's not boring to me. Like he used to kill me, the monotone killed me. But now I find but he's, it, but I find he's it good. he's got,
0: he's got, he's good because he got the, um, he's like dry wit, you uh, know. He, and, he'll, and he's dry know, like high the humor. The last episode, the, the last, the last um forecast episode, he they he did this thing where he was talking about how they for their 300th episode, they um made a cake that was the that was a yes, nail chart, yes. and how they ate it. In a, in a specific way, and if you—I mean—you got to know a little bit about astrology for it to be funny. But I was dying laughing, <laughs> but just and like it's so—it is a specific sort of humor. But and he does sound like a robot for he a does. while.
1: He but does.
0: um, but I yeah, I highly recommend at least the forecast episodes. No, you kind of, and they're, they're good. So good.
1: Yeah, they're really good, and I yeah now I've gotten past his like uh huh uh-huh. and I'm just like why does he do that like <laughs> I've gotten past it I've gotten past it and he and when he tells a joke I always laugh I'm like oh look Chris told a jokey joke like because it's like so hard to follow until you until you get it and sometimes I, the personalities of of um of oh God why can't th- of why can't I think of her name Sartis what's her first name. Oh, uh, uh, Kelly. Kelly. I'm about to call her Kathy. Kelly and the other dude, the personalities that go... I think
0: they're hilarious but they work they, work. they it, work it is definitely a show that you have to get used used to and then once you're fun like like you and me we're just funny like we're just straight funny like we are funny <laughs> people but the <laughs> but but they are not necessarily funny until you get to know them a little bit and yeah, then right. it's like and then you're and then you're in on the jokes and you're in on the like little um family and it feels really fun you know what i mean i actually have been responding me and chris have had uh, some back and forth i was almost on there oh really pretty- yeah, I didn't tell you about that, but yeah, yeah. So essentially, I, I think that sometime in probably the next few years, I'm going to go on there and we're going to talk about my research, which is pretty exciting. But, but it almost
1: That's super exciting. And so yeah. who
0: knows? But I mean, we did. Re- we 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 exchanged we, some emails. We
1: have different. I think you. I could. I feel like he's like still. All of us are like still down to like super earth, and he's like huge, and he's still. I feel like down to earth. He just got all kinds of things going on to tell you. You know my my astrology crush Jessica Lignado. I'm definitely gonna be on her show. Like I, she's going to hey. be on my. Not, I'm not gonna be on her show. She's gonna be on my show. I just feel Ooh. that 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 we talk often. Like I, I actually like I'm always writing and she's always writing back and we always like have this back and forth about her cat and like I, So pretty soon she's. I'm just gonna go the, the correct route and be like, hey, it's me. I need you to be on my show. I want That's because adorable. she's Jewish. That,
0: that'd be wonderful.
1: Right? Because she's. Yeah. I want her to talk about her lbtg her LGBTG existence with jewish with canada with i want her to talk to me about what that means for her just like being more about like her background i want because every time i listen to her interviews i'm so surprised how much people don't know about her background because she talks about it but they don't really listen to her about her and i want her to talk to me about her experience and that we can align it uh, together, and I—I I feel I love like that. she'll that's
0: be a, a great too. idea. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You—I mean, like she's she's one of those people that, um, you know, she she's open, uh, but you have to listen to her a lot yeah. to know, you yeah. know. And you do listen to her a lot. Yeah, I know, do. I, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a super fan. She's actually speaking of lying. She is one of my <laughs> most in, most interesting examples because she does not. She she's Capricorn AF. She's Capricorn. She triple Capricorn. She brings the she brings the real and and but she but and i love it right we've talked about this i love it but i i would never in a million years do what she does because in some ways i think it's too uh it it, it like puts people into a box without giving them any kind of agency sometimes like this is your astrology this is who you are right and 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 i and but it works for her and people really resonate obviously and i i mean i resonate with it um but I couldn't pull it off, I guess, is a better way to way to say it. I think that yeah. she can pull it off in, in, in her way.
1: She, it's, it's, I, it's mean, I mean, you and I have talked about how I think that she's a negative person, honestly. <laughs> and she's actually said that she's negative. She's like, I'm negative, I'm going to give it to you Capricorni. But I, but what I also think that she does in a really good way is, like, being able to give you, like, do what she, I think she does, I think she's like, do what you want, man. But this is what I'm saying. She To me, I feel like, She's always like, I can tell you what to do or not. You can pick it up or don't. Like she, I yeah, think yeah, she's yeah. hilarious. I, I mean, sometimes the shit that she says, I'm just like rolling on the ground because she's hilarious. And I actually have a little intimidation by talking to her because she's so Capricorny. I want to make sure that I'm actually way more Virgo when I talk to her because I'm going to be like, I need to have my shit on point. But well, she going to me up if, you know, I if She's a triple Capricorn. Yeah. That means that
0: she, uh, you know, I don't want. Put your astrology on blast, but that would that would uh, it, it would oppose your your ascendant. So mm-hmm. she she's teaching you something very specific about how you present to the world and it probably feels intimidating in a very... But this is the um, thing,
1: I know that. I actually am going, if I talk to her, I have to be specific because she's going to throw me and be like, you need to be more specific. And I'm going to be like... Ah.
0: Especially if you give her your chart, which I think that you told me that she does. I like, absolutely will give her, will give her gonna my know, chart. She's going to know the weak spots.
1: I'll be like, you know, here is my chart. Tell me what's up. Yeah, I yeah, love you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, if I trust you, I believe that you will put your... My, my I'll believe like The submission thing that we talked about from the very beginning... If I trust you, like, I don't know why I trust Jessica in We're like besties. She doesn't even know me. But, like, I feel like if I trust you, I, you can give me the bad parts. That, and, and I trust that you'll do it in a way that you understand will be most kind to me. But I, if you don't give me the bad parts and I trust you, I feel like you've lied to me. And now I cannot trust you. Because if anyone can give me the bad parts, is the people that I trust. Like, I want you Man, to be you able know to tell That's, me the, the I, I
0: love that. So, I mean, we've talked about this with Robin. <clears throat> to which is that like she she, you know i I, uh, I referred someone to her and then she was like don't ever refer someone like that to me <laughs> <laughs> because, because she, the person was like i don't want to know anything bad and and robin was like that's not how astrology works honey yeah you know what i mean like yes. and, and so and i was like yeah my bad is so but yeah we're, we're not like that right it's like we want to know i want tell me tell me the dirt tell me right. the dirt i can take it i can handle it, but some people can't no. some people can't so you gotta yeah. omit anyways so let, let me let me just go back to the astro cartography because i think that you want to get it this in I do. before we finish yeah I do. so uh, I, like yeah just preface i don't know a ton about astrocartography, cartography but i am absolutely fascinated by it and i'm fascinated by it because of the re- the way that i learned of it so i got in so i got into astrology because i went um i had like a really rough you know 28 to about 33 was really rough years for me Um, and I decided, I think as I was finishing my first, my BA to go to Hawaii and, um, and by myself, I just decided, I was like, I'm going to go to Kauai. I'm going to, you know, do some hikes. I'm going to just have some some, like meditation time for me. Uh, it was a, it was a, um, it was a present to myself and I got there, got off the plane and immediately met this person who was very interesting, but very strange. And, uh, we, we ended up having dinner and, uh, we kind of, got along but kind of didn't get along and then she she was like i'm gonna clean up these dishes and then you're gonna go and i was like okay (laughs) yeah and i was like "I was like, but i guess i'm staying for the the dishes part and so i sat down on their couch and um they had a they had a book on the table and it was called human design and so i was like what's this human design and so that human design is kind of a uh, like a a kind of astrology it's like not it's like astrology adjacent and so I was like, she was like, "Oh, it's like a kind of a form of astrology. You want me to read your uh, human design chart?" I was like, "Sure." So, sat down, and you know, long story short, she read me my entire chart. It blew my mind. I spent the entire uh, time in Hawaii reading this book uh, that she had lo- that she loaned me, and um, that was it. I have forever been since into astrology uh, right. almost obsessively, and that was you know five ish years ago i mean my literally my life literally changed um from them i mean it's not like oh it changed my life uh, it, it, it actually changed my life in ways that i cannot like I people will be like oh you've been studying astrology for a long time i'm like no no not that long actually it was like 2016 um uh, that i even learned what astrology was and actually it wasn't even astrology that i was interested in until about six months later so it was a, a human design thing anyways yeah that's, that's a lot of preface to basically no. what, what, I, <laughs> what i what i look what I, what, so astro cartography jumps in because i learn astrology and then i learn of this thing called astro cartography which basically says that on the day that you were born there's different energies that are going through the world and different so like if you're you know in, in astrology the sun the moon mars jupiter they all mean different things saturn they all mean different things and um where it is in your chart means a different thing and this is saying that there's a Jupiter line, there's a Mars line, there's a Venus line. And if, if you go to that place, maybe you're going to have the energy of that planet, you know, in your life, um, more, right. So, um, you know, yeah. So basically that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist and it's different for everybody so i looked up mine and my and so there's one in particular it's not actually a planet it's called your it's a it's a north node north node south node axis. it's a a point that is a that is related to the sun and the moon so like and and eclipses actually are a big part of the north node south node so my north node went directly through uh hawaii specifically Kauai. when uh and so so if you look at my thing and, and your north node is a representation of you know Kind of what is increasing in your life but also if you think about it in more woo-woo language it's like where you're what you're supposed to learn in this life and your south node is kind of your past lives or the things that you are decreasing in your life and so um if i and i'm an aquarius moon and that they're known for being into astrology and so it's really interesting to me that I went on this vacation and it was in my north node, what's supposed to be increasing in my life? What am I supposed to be learning? What's my trajectory? And uh, it really changed the trajectory of my life. So I told I told you about that last night and um, you, and I was curious about uh, Hawaii for you and like maybe where, where you could go uh, that would be helpful.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Hawaii for me has popped up. I've been, uh, has popped up several different times in my life. And every time I'm here, um, there's definitely Um, momentum in my in my life there's never been like I'm just here chilling it's always been like a I'm here I'm chilling but I'm here on a very specific life trajectory there's there's something that's happening in my life that is generally in transition almost every time even when I lived here it was like that it was a massive transition in my life when I was in Hawaii even now, as I'm here, there's massive transitions happening in my life. When we were here last time, it was almost like a preview. There's massive transitions going on. So something about Oahu, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. And the transition that's happened that I'm looking forward to, and I mean looking forward as in like looking ahead, is that, um, you know, Barbara, who's my youngest daughter, is 17 and she's going to be a senior in the fall. And she absolutely is going away to college, right? Like, you know, all, all things the same, she will be off to college. And... That means I'm an empty nester, and I have um, to get out of Eugene. So, I, so travel time, travel time, travel. Uh, yeah, right. Relocation time, and so I'm. Um, I'm really like. There's lots of factors we're you know we're thinking about because Jasmine, who is my middle or who is my oldest daughter um, and mom of my grandchildren, wants to come along with me. So that we're, so that, not that we'll be living together, but that we're in the same area, you know? Um, So that I'm with the grandkids and she has that support. So she is, like, you know, a factor because Anthony, oh my God, will be in kindergarten. In one year from now. This is so stupid, right? (laughs) So we got to think about his education all of a sudden, like, he's going to be in school. So, So there's a lot, there's some factors, but I'm trying not to, like, put their factors into my factors. So I'm wanting to be very... I want to be very, very succinct in my mm. travels in a way because I want it to be meaningful. Although, obviously, whatever decisions I make are meaningful in my life. That's how I've I've learned these things. But, um, so anyway, the the cartography was was uh, very interesting to me. So I was like, look at my cartography. He's like, I can't do that in twenty four hour. I mean, so but- <laughs> all I say about astral
0: cartography. So like, I I am a kind of a uh, if it works for you, then do it but astrology is this one thing where like I am actually strangely uh, a little bit more of like a skeptic when it comes to certain things but the thing about astrocartography that I I would say I'm skeptical of is that like you know to kind of test it out you have to go a lot of places that means that you have to have a lot of money I ain't got no money I mean I can just like think about I can just think about the places that I've been so for example you know Pluto went through Santa Barbara which is where I'm getting my um my uh you know my my, uh graduate degree and the thing is, is that As much as I have enjoyed the the process of getting my PhD, it's been a it's been a struggle. It's been a rough. My my go in Santa Barbara has been a struggle, and so um, Pluto going directly through that is intense. Hawaii, on the other hand, was uh, an incredibly revelatory, changing life changing experience. Um, You know, I have my Venus line. Venus represents love. Art went through Florence, which is where I, uh, which another place that changed my life and i went did my study abroad there so there's like i can think about those things but like whereas i can look at uh everybody that i know and ask them for their birth data and then i can see that kind of stuff stuff emerge i it it proves astrology to me in that way. Whereas cartography is a little bit more theoretical. It's hard to kind of test it out by going to these different places. I can ask people how they felt, but it's it's different. So you know, take it all with a grain of salt. Do your own stuff if you've got some money. Go travel around. Look up your astrocartography. But uh, it's hard. I'm not. I'm not a full. No, I'm not so, a full believer in the astrocartography yet. It's more theoretical. To me.
1: So you know, I, I always be believing until I am not believing. So um, this is the thing. I am always like, let's go. But so um, you <laughs> know, <laughs> so let me let me try I have it let me try to see if um I can can I just look it up and like it will I mean how would someone like do that you know I mean how would someone like so well yeah yeah if
0: you want to do that I, I mean I have yours up but I can we can so go to so there's a lot of different websites that you can use the best ones that like astrologers typically use um, if you don't want to pay for it, you can go to astro.com. Astro Dean's. They do that? That's what it's called. and um that. Just astro.com. You look that up. And then you're going to go to your, you're going to, you have to set up a, a, a page. I think you probably already have one. I have one. Yeah, I definitely do. You're going to go to this is hilarious. This is like a tutorial. Um, you, there's a there's a thing that says sections, and usually it, you go with the round one, and that shows you your natal chart. But you can go to this tab that says special, which is right next to um, which is right next to the thing that says round, and tap that says round. And you can look. You can then you just click on Astro Map World. You can Astro Map North America, astromap Astro Map, Astro Map uh, South America. So I, I'll click on the Astro Map North America. You're actually Eugene, or just the West Coast in general. I think is pretty good for you. Your Hawaii is. Uh, it's it, Saturn and Jupiter are going over it and I think I told you this before we started is that you know Saturn a Saturn line you don't want to go to a Saturn line that would be that would be hard on you just like going to a Pluto line like I would have to be on so if I if I knew astrology (laughs) if I knew astrophotography before I went to UCSB I probably wouldn't have gone that's how intense (laughs) but but you but you because you have Jupiter and Saturn let's just like test this out Yeah.
1: yeah
0: um Jupiter's about growth uh, Saturn's about constraint, so you could kind of say that uh, Jupiter and Saturn astro cartography lines going over Hawaii would be like constructive growth, right? Mm-hmm. Constructive would be Saturn, growth would be uh, would be Jupiter. You could say it's like disciplined learning. Now, discipline is Saturn, learning is Jupiter. Those would be kind of the things. So it's not going to be like you're not just going to be like overflowing with new information and learning all of these different things. It's going to be more like I'm getting some discipline and learning things about my, myself and my life and uh, you know, disciplined and steady and stable okay. ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be,
1: okay. yeah, that would
0: be, that, that would work
1: <coughs> for you. Okay. Um, that makes sense.
0: But yeah, anyway, so you, if you go to that, the, the AstroDienst, you, you know, set up a profile and you go to special and then AstroMap North America, like, you're, you have um, this, your sun line as well as a, a moon line going right through Seattle and Eugene and also San Francisco. And so that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: That's do good. I? My do- the do- Sorry, guys. I'm in Hawaii. I'm outside. The dogs are happening. Things are moving dogs. around. Yeah. No
0: roosters. I haven't heard any roosters.
1: That was this morning. And I think the dogs uh, yeah. were like, yeah, they definitely come at about 530. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, I yeah, I would love. Is there anything that you see like just briefly? Because I know you didn't really look and study it, and I we will do it together. And I, I cause I'm just interested in seeing. Is there anything that pops out for you that you're like, oh, that's interesting? Or, that you see on mine just really quickly. You have a lot of stuff in Europe. So, I do. I knew have, it. I, I a a lot
0: of a lot of interest. I mean, so there's like there's yeah yeah. I, looked at I knew that it. And I was like, okay. You
1: have no idea how. Okay, hold like,
0: on. I, like a lot of cool things that I would be interested in uh, if I was you. Like I, I have, I have some stuff in Italy, and that's always Italy has been always like a place that is called to me, for sure. Um, but yours is like you have, you have like a lot of different places that you could go. I think if, if, let me look it up here. So um, you, yeah, Italy, uh, specifically Rome, is like would be, would be great for you. Um, yeah, Italy is good, but also let me see. Yeah, kind of like everywhere, <laughs> strangely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, like, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Switzerland, all through that, all the way to Italy. Uh, uh, what's this line here? Um, yeah, I would probably stay away from France, maybe, but, um, but yeah, and then you have to look at your chart, right? So we know that you have that, that T-square, and so any of those things, any of those... Um, planets that activate that t square so like the sun moon actually that's maybe why eugene's a challenge for you because the sun and the moon you were born on a full moon and it in the sun moon activate that t square so that's why i said stay away from france because you have a neptune line going right through france so maybe mm. france is not for you but but um germany italy uh england to a certain extent um spain could be enjoyable especially like well
1: what'd you say it was yeah. enjoyable
0: I don't know. We, we could talk about it more. There's just like, I, I, in particular, cool. I would say like Norway, Denmark, Germany, like Netherlands, like Switzerland, Italy. That it's kind of that goes north south like that. All those would probably be uh,
1: okay. The, the, the why you guys heard through. me if, like
0: again if if astrocartography is true. This is how I like to say it right. about astrology. Although I'm definitely a believer in. But I I know the parts of it that I really believe in, and, and I know the parts you know, that I So I was if can, astrology is true, this is the thing.
1: You can say what you want. I've already packed my bags, so this is the thing. <laughs> um, like I, well,
0: the, Jupiter's <laughs> in your ninth house. You're ready to you're ready to go. I'm
1: like boop boop. boop I'm out. So I mean, yeah. honestly, like this is what the reason why I got so like super excited all of a sudden is because I have been having so many. I I just have all this premonition and all of this like feeling lately about Europe and I keep thinking because I'm always talking about like you know the history the historic context of white supremacist culture and I'm like and I and I have not done my DNA very purposely um and so I'm like it's I don't know what it is but I know I need to go to Italy and or Germany that's when you said that I was just like but I knew it was Europe but but Germany and Italy have been like popping up and I'm thinking Germany don't make no sense because it actually snows and I don't I don't do that right and I was like I can't possibly be going to Germany and then I'm thinking Italy and I was like oh Italy like wow that's insane can I learn Italian like I just started getting all these little stupid like little things and and then but there's something about it I was just telling Jasmine I, I was like that is where we need to go like I don't know why but I, I got go well, to go see Germany. I've been
0: getting on my, my, like, I that was the first language that I learned was Italian when I went there. And, like, I've been on my Duolingo. I've been kind of slacking lately. But, I you know, I did. I had, I had like, 100 days in a row. I'm trying to get better at my, <laughs> my uh, Italian. I'm definitely going to be trying to go. Uh, my, my goal is if I can do it next summer, I'd like to go and spend, like, a month in Italy. So you want to you plan it, we can plan it. Although, making plans right now in the middle of Mercury retrograde, we should probably not.
1: But, we, we're not gonna but, do that. Um, we're not gonna we do that. We start just
0: thinking about it. But, you know, I, but I
1: feel like I've already been planning this, and so I don't think it's like anything. Uh, you know, the merch, the the retrograde can like. I mean, I'm just gonna chill. But I this is like ongoing, long, right? Like, like okay, and I yeah, and I'm yeah, kind of yeah. thinking about like you know maybe we're gonna talk about this when we get off, but maybe. We go before that and I just help out. Let's just, I, am serious. I got to go. Like I, I, there's a very big pull. Well, we can
0: talk about it. I, I actually might be going earlier, but it's, uh, but I'm, I'm very hesitant to say any of it because
1: Are you we're in the middle of the, the, the eclipse yeah.
0: portals and we're also, you know, <laughs> that we got the eclipse to happen. We got the eclipse that's coming up. It's in the middle of a mercury retrograde. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, <laughs> i I'm, uh, and i'm broke so right i'm trying and to save money I, t- I told you yesterday i'm trying to save 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 but it's, so true. Saying, it's no. true
1: it's true it's true and here i am uh, like let's go, well, let's all,
0: go. All, that, all that aries energy that both w- of us have want to be like yo let's go i've gone on many many trips and come back and be like man i have no money anymore you know we kind trying to have we, we a long-term financial success my Taurus rising is trying to get stable
1: we don't have to we don't have to eat we can live off kale we can go like i mean <laughs> come on we can, you're trying to go water. to
0: europe you're trying to go to italy and not eat
1: i Stop. know what am i talking Stop. about right now yeah what, you don't know what you're talking what am about I you talking have no about? idea what you're
0: talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we do you walk you literally walk around eat pasta and bread and drink wine and then just walk to the next place oh, and oh do the God. exact same thing it's Italy wonderful it's the best thing ever just Italy. like walking to place to place and keep putting carbs <laughs> in my body
1: Italy, sorry my sister my sister came out she's frustrated okay all right you guys ian waller power of ideas uh please check his podcast out um it is it is informative. It is funny. It is uh, thought-provoking. Uh, it will. Act, it has a lot of information packed in it, and it's just really well done. And I support it, obviously. Um, that we didn't get really into like I wanted to talk about some of your guests, but we got we talked about how you choose your guests. Um, but some really great conversations on there, and that I have been. I, like I was saying, although my podcast is long form, like I can't hardly listen over two hours unless you're really good. And I always like, when I get into your podcast, I'm always like, okay, it's been two hours. I'm good. Like, it's, it's not really yeah. not that long, but that's
0: like, the you best know. compliment I could
1: get. Yeah. No, it's like, I stay, I stay just like a sh- astrology podcast. Like I stay, I'm like, Oh damn, I've been w- listening to you for an hour and a half. Okay. So, um, anyway, I'm let me, let me, let's say it out loud. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to tell me out loud while I type this in. What is
0: the, yeah. I... Yeah. So, so the power of ideas is just what it's called. But I also um, like to tell people that, for some reason, on Spotify, it doesn't come up unless you type in. An astrology and sociology podcast. Oh, so okay. I call it, you know, it's, the, it's called the Power of Ideas, an astrology and sociology podcast. So if you're having trouble finding it, you just have to type in the um, part that says an astrology and sociology podcast. But it's called the Power of Ideas. If you want to find, I, I don't have very many followers. I just try and update it um, on my Instagram, and my Twitter. Um, but it's usually the Power of Ideas. But in between the Power of Ideas, there's a, there's an underscore. But it should just come up um, if you if you uh,
1: Okay, power the... of ideas in
0: my... and then, especially if you like also search astrology with the power of ideas it usually pops up pretty fast and um, why am i looking like yeah, i yeah. don't
1: know how to do this computer thing okay the power i'm putting it in here now. like i'm literally just like why am i acting like i don't know how to type right now i sent
0: okay. you a link to that's a that's a that's a abbreviated link so that you can use it it's it's easier to um,
1: did you send? where did you send
0: it i said i texted it to you
1: oh, okay okay
0: i'm gonna and put... next week's next week's episode is aisha <laughs> so we're, and we and we talk and I I try everybody I try to have Aisha on once a month, um, even though she doesn't ever have me on her podcast very often. <laughs> I, you know, that I, was a I, little I, brother. Jab. I, I, want, I like to have I like to have you on because I like to talk about astrology with you because you know a little bit. Um, and you're what you're way more like vibrational. What's going on in the world? I'm a little bit more. She's, you're a little bit more Pisces. I'm a little bit more Aquarius, even though I'm a Pisces too. So that, <laughs> I think our and we're just talking about what's going on in the sky. And this 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 next episode we do, we talk about what we, what we talk about. We talked about Saturn square Uranus. We talked about Jupiter moving into Pisces and we talked about the Mercury retrograde. So uh, those are, you know, if you if you lo- if you want it, if you can't get enough Isha, can't get enough <laughs> black girl from Eugene, come over with the power of ideas.
1: It's and, a, it's uh, a whole different it's a whole different Isha. okay? it's a whole different Isha. It is. I- well, I'm
0: gonna t- I'm gonna tell the story. I'm gonna say I'm like I was like, "Yeah, do you want to use this episode as the dual episode?" And you were like, "Yeah, let's do that." And then you were like, "Uh, actually, I don't want them knowing <laughs> So if you want to know some dirt. <laughs> Why you do that? I you
1: oh don't know God. exactly what it
0: was that you didn't want people to know. Look, I never, but, I um, hardly ever edit there. my podcast. Too. Please, please.
1: I, I hardly ever edit my podcast, but now I got to edit that because. I... <laughs> <laughs> don't go. Never I'm mind. Sorry, it's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's true. It's definitely a different side. It's, I definitely get comfortable and just be like my mouth just be running. So um, anyway. All right, Ian. You know I love you. Thank you so much for coming on my show. And can, I think we need—I need to like relook at how I do it and put you in on a regular. And I and I kind of think it's like wandering mind, like I because I like that we can just get on it and we talk about something and we can go on and on and on. And we don't always agree, which is amazing. And we—it's so funny because we love each other so much. Like we try to be like super sensitive about how not to be like <laughs> you're wrong, bruh. Like. You know? <laughs> And you're like, you know what? You sound stupid as hell right now. Uh, we don't do see. any of that. We don't do any of that. We, we, when we start to get into that, we're like, okay, we're going to go real gentle through real here. Slow, real <laughs> slow. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I... I, I...
0: And I think that I think we both appreciate that about each other, especially as we get older. And not. yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's like I love having you on my podcast. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes. And um, and I hope all of your listeners don't don't tune out if you made it this far. Tune into all the astrology podcasts that Aisha does, man. Support, support, it's support. It's, a, get, it's get, good. Get, get hit with the The old ways of wisdom.
1: (laughs) All right, I'm going to pause this audio right now. Thank you for listening to Black Girl from Eugene. I will check you out and you will check me out (laughs) next week. Thank you.